This episode is brought to you by KG Productions for Krishna Nos. Good morning. We are starting the Uddhav Gita, chapter 7, verse 11 onwards. Uh, we had done till verse 10 yesterday. And as I had promised you that uh, today will be some amount of story session connected with the gopis. So you will hear some stories related to gopis. Now, gopis um, for that matter, Radha, is not mentioned in the scriptures, which are the principal scriptures like the Bhagavatam. It's not mentioned about them too much. But I will give you some understanding about what these gopis are and who they are and how they come about. What is their relationship with Krishna? So today's first half of the session we are going to cover that. So let us begin. We are doing Uddhav Gita chapter 7 verse 11, the last message of Sri Krishna. Those very nights my friend, which were which with me, their beloved, in their midst at Vrindavan, they had passed like moments, became in my absence like ages to them. Here, the author is talking about that the gopis who used to spend a lot of time with Krishna. And he is talking about the gopis spending time in the night and they were distraught because Krishna had left Vrindavan and he had gone to Mathura. If you remember the previous verse, it was mentioned that Balram and he left with Akrura to go to Mathura. And the gopis, they had intense love for Krishna and they were afflicted with bereavement and Consider nothing else but me as of interest to them. So the gopis' sole interest, absolutely sole interest was Sri Krishna alone. And when Sri Krishna left from Mathura, for Mathura, the gopis were completely distraught. They were wondering, oh, he has left us and gone. Now these gopis, were not given much significance in the major texts because the texts were more or less dedicated towards the divinity. But the gopis are much more greater divinity than anybody else. Who are the gopis? Now, as you know that there is the first divine manifest, which is what we call as the Brahma, this first divine unmanifest has been created by the second divine unmanifest. The second undivine manifest is also called Goloka. Now Sri Krishna is the main deity over there. He is the main person. I am the main person. He is very clearly saying these words in the Bhagavad Gita. And this second divine unmanifest is his abode. He stays over there. Now, when he created the first divine unmanifest, 
and then the creation happened he came down with a coterie of his devotees on earth to create what is called as the leela a play yesterday i gave you an understanding of how these are divided into you know first ring is 8 then it is 100 so on and so forth so who are these gopis the gopis are all the females basically when we say a female and a male there is only one male in this entire universe okay he is called the father in heaven he is called sri krishna he is called the seed giver if you remember these are the words used in other important scriptures he is the father he is the one who is called the seed giver he is the one who creates everything from nothing now the rest every soul every entity every spirit soul what we call as a jeevatma is a female physically um, there would be a man you know sitting in front of you but remember he is a female right there is only one man remember this so every gopi in the golok vrindavana has got certain functionalities over there when they come down to earth with him they perform their own leelas now let us go back to yesterday what i was talking about there is radha and krishna in the center there are eight principal gopis around him then there are hundred of them then there are thousand of them and so on and so forth each gopi has a krishna with him with her now this krishna is the essence of the krishna which is in the center which is in the goloka it is called the essence in our daily life we say that every human being every human being you included has divinity in them we say these words isn't it there is a god within every human being who is this god so this is the answer krishna is the divinity within every human being now that you have understood this much let me go further so the gopis came down and they took places in this particular location that is called the vraj bhumi now they were distributed all over yesterday we also saw that along with krishna he says you know the cows the human beings the trees and everything that is there they are in love with krishna isn't that what we discussed yesterday so taking on further from here the gopis they would have engagements with krishna all right now what is this engagement we will do the next two verses in combination to understand these three verses together so verse number 11 says those very nights my dear friend which with me 
their beloved in their midst at Vrindavan, they had passed like moments, became in my absence like ages to them. Verse 12 says, With their minds fixed on me through attachment, they knew ne- neither their kinsmen nor their bodies nor things far or near as sages in the superconscious state know not name and form like unto rivers merging in the waters of the ocean. Verse 13 says, Not knowing my real nature, the gopis who were ignorant women desired me as their beloved sweetheart. Yet they attained me the Supreme Brahma, by hundreds and thousands through the power of holy association. And this is the reason why he is explaining the verse to us. Now what is he saying? Only with association, only association with Krishna. That is the only way in which you can reach this second divine unmanifest or whatever that you wish to get. I had said this yesterday also. If you wish liberation, if you want to get uh, some heavenly body somewhere, you want to become the king Indra of that, whatever that you wish. You want to get dissolved in this. You want to go towards Shunyata or whatever needed. You can achieve it. All this can be achieved only with single-pointed devotion to Krishna and unconditional love. These are the two important words in that you need to remember. So, the gopis, they were madly in love with Krishna. And because they were madly in love with Krishna, they did not bother about anything in this world. So now the stories. Okay. Once it so happened that Uddhava himself was guided by Krishna and told that why don't you go to Vrindavan and have a look at what these gopis are doing. Now for many many years Krishna had not visited Vrindavan. Remember that. And because he had not visited Vrindavan he just sent Uddhava over there. Now Uddhava looked very much like Krishna himself you know. A regal kind of a person. So when he went over there to Vrindavan all the gopis, they came to know about him. You know, oh, somebody has come and he looks so much like Krishna. So they literally started running from their houses and wanting to come and meet him. So when they came to meet Uddhava, they were falling one on top of each other. Alright? And when they were doing that, they did not realize that he is not Krishna. He looked like Krishna. Now, they were seeing this person after many years. Remember that. Now, Uddhava was very much intrigued. He was wondering, what is this happening? Because why are these people jumping on top of me? So, he, after some time, giving them, trying to give them some knowledge, he just leaves them and goes towards Radha. Now, Radha Rani is lost in her own world. Okay? Remember, she is the daughter of Rishabhan. She is married to Abhimanyu, also known as Ayan. And Radharani is doing some work in her own garden, in her own near her own house. While she is roaming around in the garden, there is a small beetle, you know, the blue beetle that is there. And 
Uddhava is looking at her and he sees that she is lost completely in the thought of this beetle. And she keeps on roaming off, uh, you know, trying to pluck some flowers and the beetle is following her. And she is singing to him and saying, why are you following me, Krishna? So what was seen over there is Radha was completely lost in Krishna. 24 bar 7. So she could see Krishna even in the beetle. So says the author, so says the poet. The poet had written some very beautiful poems on that. And he has mentioned how Radha Rani was completely absorbed in Krishna. So Uddhava sees that, oh, she is not even looking at me. So he leaves from there and goes away to report to Sri Krishna what exactly happened. Now Krishna smiles when he comes to tell him what happened because Krishna knows exactly what is happening over there. At one more time when Radharani was you know, dancing away to glory and singing songs and so on and so forth, Krishna's mother, hmm? Yashomati Maya, Yashodra, she comes to meet her. And when she comes to meet her, she sees that Yashoda, you know, Radha is dancing, singing songs and gaily going around doing her job. So she looks at her and says, aren't you feeling sad that your beloved Krishna has gone away? So in this story, Radha looks at her and says, I don't think so. But Yashoda doesn't understand anything. So she says, it is like this. Think. Who is standing and talking to me? What is the thing behind this person? So Yashoda says, I am talking to you. Behind me is a cow and a small calf. She says, behind that, there is a tree. What does the tree have? They have the black, you know, fruits. Jambul, jambul as we call it, you know. So she says, this is what you see. Radha says to Yashoda, you see this. But I don't see that. I see Krishna has come to talk to me. The cow is not there. There is Krishna and the calf, that is us. I am there with him. What I see is not a tree. It is Krishna. And all those black black berries that are there, they are Krishna hanging over there. Now, I don't see anything except this. Now, this is called the single pointed devotion of Radharani. And today, if you go to Barsana or if you go to any of these places, you will say, everybody is saying Radhe Radhe. They do not take the name of Krishna. They just say Radhe Radhe. Alright. Radha Rani is more revered because of her love for Krishna. Because you can get attracted to Krishna through Radha also. And that is the reason Krishna over here says that the, the gopis' minds were fixed on me. Human beings do not have this fixity. They are bothered about their wife, children, husband, 
you know so on and so forth they are bothered about making money they are bothered about earning you know things and um, you know making houses and so on and so forth your entire day of every human being is engrossed in their daily activity now last week i was very clearly saying you know i don't want to put you know the google hangout why because people don't find time even for this 45 minutes to listen about krishna now listening about krishna is important why because please understand if you are in love with him you are anyway going to go to that heaven but people are busy trying to work their way through the material world over here and every day they are getting engrossed in their daily activities and when they get engrossed in their daily activities do you really believe that they will get liberated or they will go somewhere what is the meaning of spirituality the subject spirituality is been taught over here by me for so many years now those who have been joining my satsang know very well that the one reason why you should be in this field try to learn more about it is because you do not want to come back born again and again and again and again If you want to be born again and again be my guest you don't have to join any satsangs you don't have to bother about krishna you don't have to bother about anything please get bothered about all your husbands wives children this one that one and keep on bothering about them you are anyway going to come back when you are lost in krishna when you are lost in the divine unmanifest or when you are lost in the father in heaven please understand this you are liberated and if you are liberated if one person is liberated please remember seven generations before and seven generations after are also liberated so if you are a person means you are a man who is listening to this and if you get liberation and if you go and reach krishna please understand your own father mother your own grandparents their grandparents and theirs and theirs and theirs seven generations in all are going to get liberation backwards now think further your own children your grandchildren your great grandchildren and so on and so forth seven generations down also get liberation those who are following me on the path of the karmic you know the book of karma that i am giving satsang in when you follow that over there you will understand what is this karma which keeps you attached in your material world the further lessons will be on nishkam karma i know this may get slightly complicated right now but please follow over there maybe you will get some better understanding all right now let us come back to the subject of gopis some more stories of gopis now you have heard stories of the gopis on the earth Now let us talk about gopis in the golok vrindavana what they were doing so there is a very fantastic story and i am sure you have heard this story in the shiv puran isn't it now in the shiv puran you have heard of a particular entity who is born on earth right and and she is a devotee of krishna she is also known by a name called tulsi you have heard of this name tulsi also right 
Now, Tulsi is one of the gopis in the Goloka. It so happens that one day when she is sitting chatting with Krishna in the Goloka, Radharani comes to know that there is somebody over there who is taking the time of Krishna. So she comes running over there. And when she comes running over there, and she comes to know that Tulsi is sitting over there. So she has to say something to her. At that point in time, the curse that is given, actually, I'm sorry, the, the, I have to use the word, <laughs> the term curse, but Radharani in her excitement, you understand, Radharani is a very hot-headed person, okay? She is always hot-headed, she has got her own things going on, alright? So she doesn't like, she wants to be there in front of Krishna. Now it so happens that she says to Tulsi, you know, because you have done this, I am going to tell you that you are not going to get Krishna more than a day. And that is when Tulsi is born on earth. And I am sure you remember the story of Tulsi Vivaha. <laughs> now in the Tulsi Vivaha also she is a wife of another person. Okay. And the whole story revolves around that. And all this, where did it start? In the Goloka. The Goloka Vrindavan is the place where most of the stories start. Another story is of Ganga. Now Ganga river, we know Ganga is a very huge river that flows across India. Now Ganga is another gopi. And she is also in love with Krishna. And she is sitting with Krishna and the similar situation arises in her life as well. She tells Krishna, can you please hide me? Because Radharani is coming. So Krishna says, you hide under my feet. And so when Krishna tells her to hide under his feet, now do you know? Where the Ganga flows from? They flow from, Ganga flows from in between the feet of the divine, that is Krishna's feet. Alright? Now, you know the latter half of it because Shivji stuck it in his hair, isn't it? Jatad as we call it, so that you know the flow can be modulated. Now, these are certain stories of Radha which you have seen and the gopis. Now Radharani, in the human avatar, when she came down to earth, one day it so happened that Krishna, he was a tiny baby, very small baby, okay? And his father, foster father, was taking him around the gardens over there. Suddenly it so happened that you know, Radharani was coming over there. And now think about it. What am I saying? Radha was elder to Krishna. Please understand this. Krishna was a baby. The one thing that people think that Krishna and Radha are of the same age, they are mistaken because Radha was elder to him. One thing you've got to remember. Now, what happens is very strange. It starts pouring from top. And Krishna's father, foster father, he is got caught in this. Now he doesn't want Krishna to get wet. 
So what does he do? He tries to take shelter under a tree. Suddenly he sees Radha coming from there. Now Radha is wearing all those gungat and all that. You remember all those ladies from North India, the way they are dressed. Huh? So he tells her, carry this baby to his mother. So Radha, now Radha knows exactly what is the problem with Krishna. So she says, okay, fine, I'll carry him. And you know how women carry children? They hold them like this, isn't it? And the strangest part is she is holding the baby Krishna like this and covering her hair like this, you know, the hair, the mungat that is there. She is put on top of that child and suddenly in a minute or two she finds this baby is trying to nuzzle her. You understand nuzzling? <laughs> and when she looks at the baby, she says, oh my God, what is this fellow doing? Now Krishna is a trickster, please understand this. He always loves to play tricks. And he is a very naughty fellow. So he is nuzzling her and he is making her, you know, go mad. And Radha wants to take the child and wants to dump it in the mother's lap somehow. So suddenly it so happens that there is no small baby next to her. There is a grown-up man next to her. And she looks at this person, that is Sri Krishna. And naturally, you know, she has that essence of Radha in her. But as a human being, she doesn't have much of an understanding. So she looks at him in awe and says, Who are you? So he says, I am your husband, Krishna. She says, No. I already have a husband over there. He is, I am married to Ayan or Abhimanyu. So he says, no, I am your husband. But I am not married to you. So he says, don't worry about that. And suddenly out of nowhere, Brahmaji comes over there. You know Brahmaji, of course. Everybody knows Brahmaji. Now Brahmaji looks at Radha Rani and bows down to her and says, you know, mother, I am so happy to see you over here in this avatar of yours. Then he bows down to Sri Krishna and he says, I am so happy to see you over here. Now, in this avatar of Brahmaji, Brahmaji has complete knowledge. So, Krishna who is sitting over there and Radha is coyly standing next to him. He says to her, you see, you are married to Krishna in the Goloka. But you are not married to him on this earth. So I have come here like a Brahmin and I am going to get you married over here. And then he arranges for the whole thing to happen right there itself. Okay? And Krishna and Radha are married. Now remember this Krishna that we are talking about is already a grown man. He is not a baby. Now all this is happening in a daze. Daze, nobody knows. Radha doesn't know. <laughs> so on and so forth. Remember, Brahmaji is there. Krishna is there. Radha is there. Everybody is there. Finally, both of them thank Brahmaji. 
and then Brahma ji goes away back to his place. And then Radha and Krishna are sitting over there lost in each other. Suddenly out of the blue, Radha again sees that there is a child in her hand. <laughs> and then she is completely shocked and she says, what happened right now? And then she looks at that baby who is gurgling, you know, like a baby is gurgling I mean, he's making noises. And she sees the rain is falling from top and the whole earth is wet. And then she goes running to meet Yashomati Maya and dump the child in her lap and say, take this baby. It looks like a devil baby to me, you know. What was he doing? I don't understand. Because Radharani is completely flummoxed. She says, what happened? You understand? She has no clue. Now the answer to this is those who are born on the earth have very little idea who they are. The story of Radharani is a very very clear example. The reason why human beings do not understand that they are the divinity themselves who have come on this earth to play the role. And the role that is there, just like Radha doesn't remember, she remembers only her earthly husband, isn't it? In the same way, this is the point. You need to know who you are. And the gopis, including Radha, who is also a gopi, when Krishna leaves from there, she has the clear understanding of who she is. Because she is the eternal love of Krishna. The gopis realize that they are the eternal love of Krishna. And that is the reason why they have single pointed devotion to Krishna alone. So they have unconditional love for Krishna. And they are single pointedly devoted to him. So I have given you a couple of stories for you to mull over to understand what exactly happens. There are lots of stories which are there of Krishna, Radha and the various gopis which during the course of our satsangs I am sure you might have heard or you will be hearing. So I think I will have to, you know, stop over here the stories of gopis and continue where we have stopped. So the gopis are having unconditional love and single-pointed devotion to Krishna. So they leave whatever they are doing and completely lost in him can come and meet him. They can even have conjugal bliss with him for all you care. Do you understand? So we'll move to verse number 14 and 15 now. This is Uddhav Gita chapter 7 verse 14-15. Therefore, O Uddhava, giving up injunctions and prohibitions, the path of enjoyment and renunciation, Things learnt and yet to be learnt. Do thou wholeheartedly take refuge in me alone. What is Krishna saying over here? Krishna is saying, Give up these injunctions and prohibitions. Where are the injunctions and the prohibitions? The injunctions and the prohibitions, if you remember the verses clearly, is there in the Vedas and the Shastras. They are saying you can do this, you cannot do this, this is possible, that is possible. Go to temples, go to this thing, you know, do so much vratas and this and that. Isn't that what was mentioned? These are injunctions. 
there are certain prohibitions. What are the prohibitions? Prohibitions are you can't eat meat, you can't do this, you cannot do that. So many prohibitions. Yamas and Niyamas, I'm sure you remember those, right? And there are so many things which are there in our scriptures from the Vedas downwards, which are saying you are supposed to do this and you are not supposed to do that. Remember that. So what is Krishna telling Uddhava? Give up these things. Giving up injunctions and prohibitions. Don't bother about these injunctions and prohibitions. And the path of enjoyment and renunciation also. The path of enjoyment is material worldly beings are basically enjoying their life. They What are they doing? They are full time bothered about I want happiness, I want peace, I want contentment, I want a good life with my wife and my children, I want to be happy, I want a good death. I don't want any diseases. These are certain things which human beings are caring about, isn't it? We are so much in... Um, embroiled in this enjoyment on a day-to-day -day basis. Now again, I have to qualify the word enjoyment. The enjoyment means suffering also. Please understand, enjoyment means you enjoy suffering as well. Okay. Oh my God, I got this, I got that. People are suffering from diabetes, heart attack, these, that, so many things. I've got heart problem, i got brain problems, I've got cancer, i got these, so many things. Are we not all, all human beings have this? Afflictions of different, different kind. Oh, my father is dead. My mother is dead. My wife is dead. My husband is dead. Everybody bothers about it. These are the sufferings. They are also called enjoyments. So he says, give up this path of enjoyment and renunciation. What is renunciation? Renunciation in the material world is, you see, every person that you ask, they will say, you know what? I want to leave all these things. I want to go to the Himalayas. As if there is some, you know, nice fruit lying over there in the Himalayas. I am going to go and eat the fruit and I am going to get liberation. You are mistaken. In the Himalayas, there is no fruit of liberation anywhere. All the Babaji's and the Bubaji's who are there in the Himalayas, I am sorry, please. They are only wearing orange color clothes. There is... Realized beings are very few in this world. Nobody is going to give you the path of realization. On the contrary, you are going to feel cold over there. Some place you are going to feel hot. Why are you bothered about going to some place? God forsaken place. Renunciation. Don't say I am renouncing this life and I am becoming a sannyasi. You, are, you will become the biggest idiot of all. So what is Krishna telling Uddhava? Forget this renunciation also. Right? What is he saying in the in this verse? The path of enjoyment and the path of renunciation. Forget it. Now he says the next thing. Things learnt and yet to be learnt. You know, things learnt is a very strange thing. There are lots of people who have supposed to have some great fundu knowledge about something about religion and spirituality. They seem to have so much knowledge gathered from somewhere. You know, I read this one's books. You know, I attended this satsangs. You know, I did this. You know, I did that. I do Gayatri Mantra Japa for thousand times. Okay, come on boss. You might be doing Gayatri Mantra Japa. You might be doing Hare Krishna Japa. You might be doing whatever you feel like. Any Japas that you do. Any knowledge that you might have gathered, whether it is from Vedas or Mahabharatas or Purans or whatever place you might have gathered. What is Krishna saying? Give up that thing. Don't think that you are knowledgeable. 
right don't think that you know too much no 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 i do the part you know bhagavad gita i know 700 verses by heart sir if you are coming to me for satsang no please leave all that thing outside those all those chapels of yours you know that is a ego called ego and arrogance please leave it outside and then enter over here if you think you know too much then you please go to another place because i am teaching you from the scriptures which are authentic please leave all the knowledge outside all the things that you have learned now he says and yet to be learned this line what does it mean yet to be learned you know many people who come they have this very strange understanding you know what they say to me Guruji, I want to learn this book, that book, that book, that book, that book, that book. Oh my God! How many books do you want to learn? I want to learn about Advaita. I want to learn about Dvaita. I want to learn about uh, what is self-realization. I want to learn about this book, that book, that book. Thousands of books, thousands of you know verses and knowledge and this and that. Krishna is very clearly telling you what are you talking about. Why do you want to learn so much? Can you stop this nonsense of yours? Don't bother that you are going to learn something. So those who feel that they need to learn some scripture are the biggest idiots of all. And those who come to me and think that they want to learn about different different fantastic scriptures are completely off their rockers. don't bother please understand if you are learning this line krishna is very clearly saying don't get into it give up this what is he saying again i will read the verse to you uddhava give up this injunctions all the things that you have learned in the vedas and the prohibitions the yamas and the niyamas that you think that you have the path of enjoyment the material worldly enjoyments and any other kind of enjoyments i want to go to heaven and enjoy over there that also you please give up and renunciation when you renounce everything and you say oh i want to give up so that i can meet krishna or i i can become realized i can do this and i can do that please can you give up this kind of a nonsense also forget this path of renunciation don't think that you can wear orange color clothes and become some sadhu baba or wear white color clothes and then other things that are there in this world oh i am doing yoga classes okay you are doing yoga classes very good and what else i am learning pranayama i am learning meditation i am doing this i am doing that. so many things that you think you know that is called the learned knowledge he says things learned what are the things learned i know yoga i know meditation i know this path i know that path i know kriya yoga what are you talking about think is he saying something like that no he says give up this learning and the things yet to be learned what yet to be learned now you may want to learn fantastic knowledge i want to learn about tantra i want to learn about the left handed tantra also don't bother okay krishna says give up all these things don't bother your head about all these things and then he says do thou wholeheartedly take refuge 
in me alone just take refuge in me ashraya come to my ashraya okay completely surrender to me it is my job to give you everything you see when you when you are a small baby and your mother is going to take care of you you know that very well she's not going to drop you she's not going to throw you she's not going to do anything wrong to you isn't the baby confident that the mother is going to take care so the child is confident the mother is going to take care think krishna is like that mother why would you want to do so many things in your life what makes you think that chanting something or doing something or trying to you know gather all kinds of stuff what is it going to give you so the four words i am going to repeat once again have absolute faith in krishna absolute faith in krishna do not even for a moment think that oh why is he doing like this and have doubts about him why is he giving that person more why is he giving me less why is he not calling me why is he calling that person what are you talking about absolute faith means don't bother your head about it even if krishna gives you two tight slaps also take them and don't doubt him even for a moment if he tells you go and sit in that corner go sit in that corner don't worry about it he has already planned your release he has already planned that you are going with him your ticket is already booked for goloka okay so have absolute faith second word surrender complete surrender to him this verse is telling you take refuge in me surrender to him why are you bothered who is going to give me money tomorrow yesterday i had a call with a person who was saying i believe in krishna but you know i got to earn my living i got to eat food that is why i have to bother my head about work or something like that i have to go and earn a living i don't have a husband i don't have children i don't have anybody i am a lone woman in this world and i want to have some food and i want to have a shelter on i told her why don't you surrender to krishna if he wants to give you some you know five star hotel to stay he will give you and if he wants to give you the best you know even the best of the food he's going to give you do that complete surrender surrender unto him and when you surrender unto him he is going to give you whatever that is there meant for you it's not about job it's not about children it's not about anything think about it if your children have to go to harvard why why are you bothered about it he will send them is capable is harvard some, some greater than krishna or what no please remember this no harvard no mit no such thing no elon musk also is greater than krishna hmm if he wants to send you to mars tell krishna krishna i want to go in your aircraft to mars and he will send you there also all right ah wow of course you will say you know oh he is not built house of course he is built houses also there for you air condition also okay and you will get food to eat also surrender the third word unconditional love for krishna don't put any conditions you know we have this strange idea about condition krishna तुम मुझे ठीक कर देना मैं तुमको है ना सौ रुपए का पेड़ा चढ़ाऊंगी आप कमान नॉन सेंस व्हाट आर यू टॉकिंग 
you can't you know bribe krishna and say you no know, i will give you 100 rupees peda then i am uh, you know once i am cured don't say that don't put conditions on that okay if you put conditions on him no that is not correct it doesn't mean you have unconditional love it is you please understand it is all conditioned in our life so remove that make it unconditional love you just be in love with him and the last verse you know the last word of course single pointed devotion what is single pointed devotion so in your field of vision you are like that fighter jet pilot who doesn't see anything except the enemy remember arjuna when he was asked what do you see he said i only see the eye of the bird that is called single pointed devotion he was not able to see the rest of the tree he didn't see there is a bird over there he didn't see the people around him he didn't see all his you know bachcha company around him saying oh come on arjuna fire over there he didn't say any of these things his guru says fire that arrow at the eye of the bird so he says i can only see the eye of the bird that is called single pointed devotion so these are the four words you should always remember faith surrender love and devotion and once you have them take refuge in me and i will take care of you this is the promise of krishna don't bother about anything else in this world got it and this is where we end today so we have ended at verse 15 14 and 15 i hope i you have got some stories and you have got some understanding of what i said i will see you all in the coming week so you take care and have a very good day